0: I. V. M. Hello everyone and welcome to Triangle of Ends. This is Monish and as always I'm joined by Nishant. At the outset again I would like to remind you all that we are now on YouTube. So if you want to see our faces you can go on to YouTube. But if this is something you consume while on a walk or at work or anything that you just want the audio format of you can continue listening to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you consume a podcast from. On today's episode of Triangle Offense, uh, it's been a silent day, it's probably because of Thanksgiving week, but uh, we'll look We'll look back at some of the trades, we'll look back at some of the winners of the free agency so far, uh, Who's making the big moves or making the good moves. We'll also look back at some of the losers, people who have, uh, teams who have missed out on opportunities, teams who have made bad moves, if any. We'll also look at uh, our take on which is the best move so far, we'll take a look at which is the worst move or not so great move, and all of that in today's episode. Hey, Nishant, guess what? Everyone's doing a podcast. Uh, did you see the 31st season, the latest season of The Simpsons, the first episode? Guess what? Homer Simpson starts a podcast. He starts an <laughs> NBA podcast. Yeah, well, I mean,
1: they, so we predicted The Simpsons for a change?
0: Yep, yep. <laughs> All right, perfect.
1: Hey, man, it's the time of the lockdown. Everyone's in front of the screen consuming media nonstop. So, of course, a bunch of people are going to think, let me, let me do my own.
0: Absolutely. I mean, uh, in the episode, actually, it starts off by uh, someone asking Simpson or Homer, who is his uh, all-time greatest basketball player? And the options were uh, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, or Michael Jordan. And his answer was, uh, guess what? It was John Stockton. <laughs> and nobody seemed to agree with him. And so he starts a podcast. That's oh, wow. Pretty much what we did, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, something like that. Uh, no,
1: <laughs> not, not entirely. I think we're all unanimously agreed with Jordan. True. I think whether we had disagreements in the uh, in our little community is you know, whether Giannis deserves the MVP over LeBron, which I fully thought he did. And does he deserve DPOY over uh, over AD? It was close, but I think he did. And that's really where, and this is despite me being the biggest Lakers fan around, I have mm-hmm. no problems admitting Giannis deserved both. And that's really where uh, the disagreement happened because a bunch of our friends, of course, are uh, LeBron, 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 and then whoever was his
0: friend. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Uh, so on that on that note, we'll do some uh, some of the best moves and the worst moves this season, and we'll start off uh, right by saying uh, some big moves have happened this offseason. We didn't expect so many moves to happen given the financial circumstances and all of that, but players seem to be moving all around. Which team do you think uh, won this free agency so far, or are leading the race in the free agency? Because and for me, I think it's a unanimous Lakers. I can't see anything beyond the Lakers in this discussion.
1: Yeah, winners of the free agency, Lakers for sure. It's not even close. They've made a bunch of moves. All of them have been moves that have upgraded them. So mm-hmm. there's really no argument around it. Like uh, a sure playoff Rondo is a thing, and that'll be a a, a miss. But look at what uh, what Rondo's getting paid at Atlanta. There's no way the Lakers were going to spend that kind of money on someone who only turns up in the in the playoffs. And and even there, a lot of his value add, and there's no discounting how incredible he was. But He's not the only guy that can play at a high level in the postseason. And this isn't a team that depends as heavily as some other teams might on mm-hmm. his basketball IQ and his strategy because LeBron James. So I think that's yeah. a win-win for everyone concerned. Like Rondo got his ring. Now he's getting paid. And he's at a team that will fully need all of his expertise and his mentoring abilities. So I think it's a win-win for everyone. And and Lakers went from Rondo to Schroeder. No doubt a much better player across the length of the season. And not just a playoff specialist. And as we've seen this season, he doesn't shrink in the postseason. So, a great guy and an emerging outside shooter that with LeBron creating opportunities for him, you know that number is going to go up. That efficiency is going to uh, you know, race up. So, I like it. It's an exciting acquisition. I think trading up from Danny Green to Wes Matthews is a big deal because they're largely similar players, but Wes Matthews is in a, a slightly better run of form than Danny Green. I think Danny Green is on his way down. So, that was a good solid pickup and an upgrade. Now, moving from Javel meggy to Marc Gasol is a huge upgrade. Because defensively, mm-hmm. they're both largely similar, though Marc Gasol is the better defender. On offense, it's not even close. Marc Gasol can score better. He can he can space the floor. He's a stretch big. Um, a pick and roll, huge asset in the pick and roll as good as Javel was, Marc better. So that's an upgrade. Now, the only... Kind, and you can play this whichever way you want, right? Because Javel and uh, Dwight Howard went out Mark Gasol and Montre Harrell came in. Now you can consider one of them an upgrade for for Javel or Dwight, which still leaves the other big out for Harrell. Now that's a bit of a dicey one. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not gonna jump on the bandwagon and say they stole him from under the Clippers' nose. I don't think that's what happened. I don't think the Clippers even made an offer. I don't think they wanted him back. And that's largely because he got all up in Paul George's face and held Paul George accountable. Now, sadly, even if Montres Harrell might have had a point. You don't go up to a franchise superstar and expect to survive that. So I think he should have seen this coming and the Lakers got him, right? Amazing weapon on offense, six man of the year. No doubt an upgrade on offense compared to either Dwight or Javel. But defensively, he doesn't quite have the size. So maybe the Lakers are out in the market for another big because they have AD, but why would you subject him to all of that physical abuse? Uh, Especially when he's your lead or at least your 1A kind of offensive weapon. Mm Mm-hmm but solid moves all around i really and and they resigned kcp without taking the yep. cap hit because they had his bird rights so yep. just an amazing off season so far and i don't even think they're done
0: yeah coming to the part where they're not done anthony Davis is yet to sign his extension or a contract uh, do you think there should be an inkling of doubt that this is not going to happen no
1: no not at all I, I think ad signing for sure i think like we mentioned on the previous episode And there's no, by now it would have leaked if there was any modicum of doubt that AD is not Mm -hmm. going to sign it would have leaked Mm -hmm. by now for sure. Mm -hmm. The NBA rumor mills are super active and unlike football, it's a very small community, so it's a lot easier to get credible information. Like football is a global thing. It's spread across so many countries and anyone's publishing just about anything they want. Mm -hmm. It's difficult to separate the rumor from the fact in basketball, it's very easy. The few credible names are always the first to know like Woj and Shams and all these guys. So, so no, I don't think there's any doubt that AD is going to resign. It's just the nature and the length of the contract. And I think everyone who's saying this is onto something when, and that includes us, when we say they're waiting on Giannis Mm -hmm. because the Lakers would at least want to put themselves in a position where if Giannis doesn't sign the Supermax, and that's a lot of money, so it'd be surprising if he doesn't sign the Supermax, if he's available next season in free agency, then it would make a lot of sense to give Anthony Davis a player option at the end of the year so that both him and LeBron who has a player option can opt out and then they figure out how to restructure all three contracts assuming they want to make a, a run for Giannis or really any other superstar that's available in the in the offseason next season. right? The NBA yeah. has really become a, a race of who builds the biggest, most unbeatable team and mm-hmm. why wait for somebody else to make a move? Like Why wait for KD and Kyrie to get James Harden? Why don't you make the first move? And lebron's always been about that so i wouldn't be surprised i think that's what's delaying the ad signing because otherwise it would have been a done deal by now i'm sure they have a number in mind that they've all agreed on it's now just the nature and the length of the contract that remains
0: it's it's actually very rare that you upgrade from three of your starting five right because you upgraded danny green you upgraded rondo and you upgraded the center whoever you, whoever it was whether it was howard or whether it was maggie it's very rare that a championship team would do that, and it's incredible that the Lakers managed to do that. And still, a rebuilding. Uh, it's scary if they get one more piece to this, and I really don't know if we should even be watching the league next year because it's going to be a walk. Uh, it's going to be a walk away at the end of it. No, but, I don't know uh, about
1: that, right? Because I, I think mm-hmm. it's a very strong team, but I won't write off some of the others that quickly. I think the Clippers Creep- are still very strong. It's up to them to decide not to choke in the postseason. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very good team and. And Ibaka's acquisition was massive for them, right? I know the Lakers wanted him, but I think ultimately it was Kawhi and Ibaka's friendship that that probably helped them recruit Ibaka. And that was a big, big deal for them. So I won't write the Clippers off just yet. It remains to be seen what the Mavs are up to. I think they're also on Giannis' watch, but I won't mm-hmm. write them off just yet. Warriors, hey, man, with a fully fit Steph Curry, I'm not going to write any any team off. And that's a decent lineup there. They've got Steph Curry, Calibre, they've got Wiggins, they got Draymond and their new... Number two draft pick, Wiseman. Yep, yep, so, they yep, have yep. him. Uh, Wiseman, 7-1. Can't can't really teach 7-1. So, and they've got a decent squad. Can't write them off. Phoenix is mm-hmm. a dark horse. There's enough happening just in the West. And that's not even talking about the East, KD, and Kyrie are back. And that's a tour de force of their own. Daryl Morey yeah. is with Philadelphia. No more of that process bullshit they're going to build for real this time. And, and I would mm-hmm. fear that team. Celtics, mm-hmm. who knows what moves they're going to make. So, well, the, the league's far from decided. I don't think we, as yet, have a, a KD to the Warriors sort of situation, and until that doesn't happen, like if Giannis comes to the Lakers, now it's over, right? But unless something like that happens, um, I, I would not make it a foregone conclusion yet. Yes, over a Lakers start as overwhelming favorite favorites, but as defending champs, why shouldn't they, right? And to mm-hmm. the point of you know upgrading three of the five starters. I have two quick thoughts there. One, one I think the Lakers would argue that it's really two starters and one off the bench because Rondo only started uh, games towards the deep end of the playoffs. Right. Because until then, it was actually a who started and they retained him. Whether or right. not he starts remains to be seen, but they retained him. And uh, so that's one. Uh, secondly, I th- it is an unusual situation, but it's also a situation that the Lakers were kind of put in, which again is more credit to them because. The reason why they had so many pieces that they weren't entirely sure of was because they had to scramble at the end of the last window after Kawhi left them hanging. That they still went on to win a chip, and now they're back with a vengeance, making actual off-season moves that they would have done last season if not for Kawhi. That's a that's a power move of another level altogether. Absolutely. I mean, I think we were uh, we
0: were anonymous when we were <laughs> unanimous when. Uh, uh, when we decided that Lakers were the winners of the free agency, but if you had to pick other teams, who do you think have made the better moves? I mean, if you had to pick uh, one or two teams apart from the Lakers, I, love I would Ward. say
1: Portland. Yeah, I go for it. sorry.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would say Portland because they managed to convert Trevor Ariza into Robert Covington, and I think that's mm-hmm. quite an upgrade given their already set uh, starters and the bench that they had during the bubble, right? And if all of them managed to remain fit, I think they are a potent force as well. Yeah, it's
1: it's a team that I missed. Uh, th- thank you for bringing them up. I forgot about these guys altogether. They've lost Whiteside, which uh, yep. you know takes away some of protection. But I guess they've always, always kind of favored Narkic over Whiteside. We saw that in the playoffs also. Not something, not a move that I am a fan of. Although Nogueira is better offensively, but let's see. Uh, absolutely, they're a force. I mean, it's a Dame Lillard team. How do you how do you count them out? Of course. So so they're there. And they've had a decent run so far. But I think I, I love what Atlanta are doing. Mm-hmm. So they tanked last season, got a high draft pick and did whatever. And now they're back and look at all the moves they're making and and every move makes sense and it's coherent and there's Rondo and he gives them leadership and mentoring and there's Trey Young, of course, who's going to come back and be their um, chief ball handler. And they've got all of the other guys that they've mm-hmm. had anyway coming back and Capella is going to be back from his injury, Horta is going to be there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So a pretty strong team to which, and that's what I mean by coherent, right? That... Mm-hmm. They've what they're creating and what I like about it especially because they're a team that don't really know what their ideal style is yet they're just putting mm-hmm. together a squad and mm-hmm. I don't think this year is playoffs or bust for them though they, they should now try and make the playoffs but, but they're building and I like that they're taking time and this is what the process should be not just tanking year after year so they tanked once, got a couple of good players and then now they're basically building a team that has a bit of everything so they have a bit of veteran leadership and and playmaking and high IQ, and that kind of helps you in the postseason in Rondo. They got size last season in Capella. That's going to be great in a pick and roll with Trey Young. And with Trey Young setting up lobs for him, he's going to get a few more points too. And easy. And then they went and got in Gallinari, as you mentioned. And that gives them outside shooting to add to to what Trey Young can already do. And they they picked up another shooter, they'll pick up a couple of more. So uh they've got Bogdan also, right? So mm-hmm. uh I really like this because now they have so much versatility. They can be a pick and roll kind of ISO offense team when they want to be. They can have set half court um, situations when they want because they have so many shooters now and legit shooters. Like Trey Young yeah. is, is unbelievable. So is Bogdan. So is Galvinari. That's a real elite shooting unit right there. So, and then you've got Capella to pull down the boards in case you have a couple of missed shots here and there. I really like what Atlanta have done. And the other team that I... I love what they've done so far, is Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Yep. To give yep. Devin Booker, I mean, yeah. to kind of go that overboard in supporting Devin, Devin Booker is something to be respected. They've got now people at every position supporting Devin Booker. They weren't afraid to make moves and they made moves fast. I love Phoenix. I, I think they're a strong playoff contender next season.
0: Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, I love the CP3 to Phoenix move as well. I mean, I was kind of doubtful about it, but thinking about that backcourt uh, with Chris Paul and Booker, I think that's going to be. That's gonna be that's gonna give most of the big teams a run for their money. Oh yeah. Uh, let's let's get to the losers. Who do you think were the losers in the free agency? And I think unfortunately it's got to be the Warriors. Uh, not really because of anything that they've done, but because of Clay Thompson's injury, and it's kind of weakened them a bit from being a potential championship contender to now probably just making the playoffs. Right.
1: Yeah, I think they took the biggest sucker punch of all. Having Clay Thompson out is is quite the body blow. So in, in terms of teams that have lost the most already. Because we know this went from a chip contender to now barely a playoff contender or a strong playoff contender at best. So for sure, I think they lost the most. Um, I think Houston are in a bit of trouble because I, I just mm-hmm. don't see them have any clue as to what they're doing. Right? We look at OKC and none of us know what they're doing. I don't know if they know what they're doing, but at least they're sticking to one plan, which is Amas picks. And then, I don't know, turn them into tradable assets for future moves or use some of them to get good players, et cetera, whatever. It's not exactly a bad strategy. It's just that it hasn't been done at this level before. But at least they're sticking to a plan. With Houston, right now, it looks like, is there a plan? Like, what's the biggest move they've made? They got an Ariza for Covington. That's actually a downgrade,
0: a slight downgrade, but a downgrade. And they had to, to trade him off to Timberwolves as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then they lost that one one move that they made. And then what are they doing? So they, they have two superstars. Yeah, yeah. congratulations. So They have they have two stars that really can't play well together. And I said this before they played a single game last year, if you remember. And uh, both of them want out. They have no clue how what to do with either of them. And they've not made any moves. I mean, uh, whose, whose old age are they waiting for here? So Houston is one for me.
0: Um, mm-hmm.
1: Another team that has a lot of opportunity and are probably going to lose big time if they don't make moves quick is the Clippers. I don't get this lack of alacrity. They're they're behaving like the stoners in the offseason. Everything's so slow and it's not even measured. It's just lethargic. I thought it was, okay, you can't get CP3 because he's going to cost a fair amount of money. All right, makes sense. Can you make a run for Rondo? You offloaded Montrez's contract. This is less than that for you. Dump uh, Jackson if you wish. Uh, you're not going to make a run for Rondo because they got Ibaka, and it's a spe- spectacular trade uh, signing for them. But it still doesn't solve for their leadership vacuum. They've done nothing to address that. They still have major chemistry issues. Maybe getting Harold out the door was part one. But what are they going to do about Lou Williams? Because I don't think he quite fits in. He's an amazing sixth man to have, but I don't think he fits into that scheme of things Mm -hmm. with them. They need someone different. Um, They need someone who can really be a floor general and a vocal presence on the court because none of their good players are right now. And the one good guy they had in that department, they shipped off to the Lakers. So it's surprising how little they've done. It's not that they've made bad moves. It's it's that they've hardly made any moves in the the offseason. Right. And they stand to lose the most because that's easily a chip winning contender again, regardless of how they flamed out last season. That's mm-hmm. a chip contender again, if they make the right moves. And uh, right now, it seems a little too stagnant for comfort. So I'd say the Rockets and the uh, mm-hmm. the Clippers are it for me.
0: Okay. If I had to pick uh, one more team apart from the Warriors, because Warriors didn't really make a bad move, I think uh, the Bucks and this situation could change really soon, right? If Yanis yeah. signs his yeah. contract, I think that they're they're set for the next. Few years at least, but if he doesn't and this drags on, right? And they're in a bit of a trouble because they have traded their entire future for Drew Holiday. Uh, they've they've given up as many picks as Lakers did for Anthony Davis. That's what they gave for Drew Holiday and Eric Bledsoe. Uh, Eric Bledsoe is out as well, and they messed up the entire Bogdan deal. So what do they have now? You have the entire team without without Eric Bledsoe, but Drew Holiday. Small upgrade, yeah, maybe, but you do, you lost your future. So I think yeah. if. The Giannis thing doesn't go through soon. I think Bucks are kind of losers in this free agency.
1: I I, I agree. Yes. Uh, so far, because Giannis is still there, I I didn't mention the matter of the Clippers and the Rockets. But I the the picks part is is incredibly critical because Juru uh, Holiday for Bled. So I actually think that's a major upgrade because on offense, Juru mm-hmm. Holiday not only offers more in general. But he's a monster in the postseason he's one of those players that just gets twice as good a part Mm -hmm. of the reason why the pelicans were whatever they were in the few off seasons that they made it was because ad is a postseason monster Mm -hmm. but so is drew holiday and both of them Mm -hmm. kind of elevate their game and they had rondo for a bit so uh drew holiday is a massive upgrade offensively and then defensively he's actually a little better than bledsoe but but it's not that much of a difference now What they had to give up was a bunch of picks. Now, is that too much to give up for for Drew Holiday? Maybe, but you can make an argument, maybe not. Because Giannis badly needed that two-way support and this team is really a defensive nightmare now. But now it puts all the more pressure on them because if they don't think they can retain Giannis, Mm -hmm. do they want to wait till the season is done? At which point they are offering a supermax, but to free agent Giannis? Because if he decides not to take it, boy, are they screwed. Yeah. Because they don't even have draft picks to fall back on and not really many tradable assets that will fetch them much. So then then they were a decision to make. Either they're sure that Giannis signs a supermax, come what may, or they get him to sign a supermax now. Or the sensible thing to do would be to actually trade him if they don't think that's going to happen. Because they can get everything that will set them up for the next 5-10 years if they trade Giannis. They're going to get nothing if he walks because they don't have picks. So that's yeah. a
0: work in progress. But I agree, th- this could
1: go catastrophically bad for them.
0: Of course, so Bucks have some decision to make. Uh, if you had to pick uh, one best move, not as a team, but individually, which would it be? I'm thinking of Gasol, Ibaka or CP3.
1: Off the top of my head, uh, this is tough. Uh, I want to say CP3 because mm-hmm. They finally get that le- elite leadership presence that they, that they needed in Phoenix. And it's now an unbelievable backcourt.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But actually, if you stays, I don't think Giroud-Holiday should be underrated. I think that's a massive move for them. Because Giroud-Holiday can get you those 20 points a game. And mm-hmm. he'll do it in the playoffs. And he'll do it by himself if he needs to. Mm-hmm. Uh, off the dribble. So that's a huge upgrade for them. And now it's Middleton, Giroud-Holiday and Giannis. Yep, uh, running their offense, and they've got Brook Lopez to. speak. Oof, that's a that's a team now. Uh, mm-hmm. So, course. so I don't know. I I don't know if the we're maybe sleeping a bit on Giroud. ability to improve the bucks specifically. So mm-hmm. that's another thing that I'm looking at. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it it has to be between these two. The reason I'm not picking Ibaka is because that still doesn't solve the Clippers' biggest problem. Because otherwise, that's a that's an amazing move. Uh, Mark Gasol for the Lakers. Slide update on Dwight and. Uh, Javel it gives them more options but it's not like an earth-shattering thing and he's not their top two or top three best players. So I won't count him there. Uh, Schroeder would otherwise have made the cut but I think Chris Paul on Phoenix and uh-huh. uh, and Juru Holiday on Bucks are going to be much higher impact to their teams respectively than Schroeder at the Lakers because sadly for Schroeder and everyone else who's joining the Lakers, there's LeBron and AD there so it's not like and they are the defending champs. So it's not like you've come in here and you've changed the city or flipped it upside down. You're adding. You're you're adding some muscle, sure, but you're adding. Uh, it's a sea change for Milwaukee and and for Phoenix.
0: Absolutely. And if you had to pick one move that did not make sense to you, would it? What would that be? Or some missed opportunities? Or would you just call it a bad move? Anything? I, I'm sure the Gordon Hayward features yeah, very yeah. highly on this list, but is there anything else that you can look up?
1: Uh yeah, so there's missed opportunities. I think we've already covered that. Clippers should have really gone for Rondo, if not mm-hmm. CP3, they should have at least gone for Rondo.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think Bogdan was a big missed opportunity for the Bucks. I thought they yeah, should have done better absolutely. to close that out, because uh, that that would have just about killed it. That would, would have killed the league, uh, at least on on the eastern side of things. So that's a uh, that's a doozy there for the Bucks. Right now, these are the only like bad bad moves. There are some moves where I'm like, why why this guy or why did they pay Hayward that much? But mm-hmm. uh, the missed opportunities for me right now would hurt the teams mm-hmm. more. Rondo to the Clippers and what could have been and uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich to the box. I think these are the two standout missed opportunities. Everything else is whatever.
0: All right. Uh, just uh, at the end, I want to ask you, what are the things that we're still looking or awaiting in the free agency? Of course, the Yanis contract deal or however that situation is, but is there Anything. I think the James Harden situation is something that I'm still looking forward yeah. to. That's still an unsolved piece. Uh, whether he's going east to the Brooklyn or staying at Rockets, that's going to be an interesting scenario.
1: Yeah, what I'm looking forward to for sure, James Harden and Giannis and what, what happens to them. And Westbrook also, I'd throw him into that mix. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I'm looking at. The other thing, there are two teams on the east uh, that I'm that I have my eyes on because it's interesting to see where they'll go from here. One is Philly because uh-huh. they're already mm-hmm. looking like a like a real, like they're ready to make a real run for the chip, right? Because the kind of bench strength they're adding and it, it all seems purpose-built and the shooters and everything. So, so that team with Daryl Morey at the helm, I would not put it past them to make a bunch of moves more. So, I'm very interested in seeing where Philadelphia go from here. That's one. The other team, uh, believe it or not, is New York, the the Knicks. Mm-hmm. I thought had a great draft. They have a ton of cap space. I have a couple of young players coming back that are good. And, and they have a front office that really understands brand building and how to create an exciting product. So if nothing else, even if they don't build a chip contender, they should at least kind of build like a highlight reels team, like a Lob City mm-hmm. Clippers or, or Dan Tony's uh, Phoenix Suns with Nash and Stradermeyer. I think that's the kind of mold that they should at least get to. And there's a lot of moves that they can make straight up that will get them there. Um, so so that's another real interesting team. Can they are they going to make a play for Westbrook because Westbrook and Toppin and those boys, that would be a fun team to watch. So uh, these these are the two kind of teams that I'm looking at to see what they'll do and where they go next. But but really, I'm looking at outside of Harden and Giannis, the Clippers. Uh, what, what's happening there? Because the Lakers have made moves as though they lost the finals. Yeah. And the Clippers are making moves like they've done a three-peat and they're just like, oh, all right, we'll see <laughs> where to go from here. So uh, I don't think they're done either. And they need to make some, some moves to beef it up. And like I said, I really want that LA Derby rivalry to be all-world. So, mm-hmm. I want the Clippers to get stronger.
0: Absolutely. It's going to be fun, uh, whichever way it goes. I think a few teams have are still sleeping on, probably looking at the Giannis contract, the Mavs, as you always mentioned, the Heat Yeah, uh, are always there. Celtics have been pretty much silent. They added the big and Tristan Thompson, but they've been silent because they probably have the lineup already. Yeah, but uh, And they hope they improve. But as we head into the... Uh, season at the start of the season it's going to be an interesting time a few more moves still to be made i think the camps begin pretty soon as well so we'll see teams pretty much deciding on what they want to do and where they want to go from here right
1: right yeah it'll be an interesting time
0: all right then uh we'll keep doing this we'll keep a close eye on the trades we'll keep a close eye on the players uh, and see where they go and how the teams are shaping up then but as always uh great fun doing this and we'll keep doing this until the start of the season
1: sounds good cheers